Hey Ebenezer Youth, my name is Yara Vanstruck, and I get the honor to lead us into the next part of our series, Questioning Christianity on Science and Faith, a topic I think is needed today. But before we get started, let's go uh, and open up with a prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all these kids that could make it uh, to youth this week and for those who could not. Lord, bless their hearts and uh, let them be open and help them understand what I have to say today. Uh, bless us as we go into scripture and into the difficult question of science and faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, we'll introduce into a new series and talked about the question of God's existence. Uh, the question uh, we will be talking about is, are science and faith compatible? This is another very difficult question which takes a lot of thinking because of what people have done to create science and faith into two different perceived worldviews. But let's start off by seeing what are the definitions of science and faith. Starting off with science, one way of defining a science is the systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world through observation, experimentation, and testing of theories against the evidence obtained. Now, that is a bit confusing, but what the sentence is, uh, is saying is that science is just observing the world and the universe by watching, listening, and gathering information that we get. This information is used to create theories which prove and show us how things work, like gravity, speed, friction, all sorts of things. The definition of faith is this, the complete trust or confidence in someone or something. When we, have, when we say that we have faith, for example, Jesus is alive, we don't blindly trust this, but we have real trust and confidence in it. Now that we know what the definitions of the two terms are, I'll go into a bit of the conflict that has been presented in the history and in the present. For many years, people have been uh, asked to pick a side, but people need to know that there's a third way, and this is to believe that science and faith are compatible with one another, and how they both paint a much larger picture to give a greater understanding of the universe. There are many examples of how certain scientific theories complement the existence of God and allow us to have a deeper trust in Him. The first of this um, being this, the universal gravitational constant. Now this is a big word. And it tells us a specific number that shows us the gravitational pull between two objects in space. For example, the Earth and the Moon. The Moon is smaller than the Earth, so it will rotate around the Earth. And that number is given in relation to the objects and show how strong Earth's gravitational pull is to keep the Moon in just the right orbit. Now, this is a very important number, especially to people like astronomers, astronauts, or even to people like us. This number is used to put satellites and space stations into the correct orbit. And, for those, and those systems are very helpful because they help us use things like GPS, internet, cellular phone calls, and many more things. And, but this number has to be very precise and specific because if the gravitational constant was too small for the Earth, then it would not have a strong enough gravitational pull and objects like the moon and satellites would just fly off into space. But if the gravitational constant was larger, then the Earth would have a stronger gravitational pull. So everything would just fall into the Earth, and the entire universe would just collapse. Now, that does sound scary, but it shouldn't be. Because the point is that this number is so precise and so specific that there's no chance this would happen at random. That the entire universe would have the perfect gravitational constant that all the planets, stars, and objects in space would just... Which would have the perfect um, rotation around one another. Uh, the only chance that this could happen if someone, aka God, specifically designed the universal gravity so it would work that way. We see this in Psalms uh, 102.25 and it says this, 
Long ago you laid the foundations of the earth and made the heavens with your hands. Now, the next example is the way the earth is placed into the solar system. The earth is at a specific distance from the sun called the Goldilocks zone, which as many of you know from the children's story uh, where Goldilocks goes into the bear's house and eats the porridge, it's not too hot, it's not too cold, but it's just right. In the same way the temperature on earth is not too hot like Venus, it's not too cold like Mars, but it's just right. Well, mostly. In February it does get a bit cold. But now, the main point of those two examples are these. That science was used to prove that there had to be someone who specifically and perfectly designed these parts of the universe. Someone had to put this planet into the perfect spot to make it support life and to make sure that everything in the space around us would have a good amount of gravitational pull. Isaac Newton, the most influential scientist to humankind, who was a devout Christian, wrote this, The most beautiful system of the sun, planets, and comets could only proceed from the counsel and dominion of an intelligent and powerful being. What our good friend Newton is saying is that the only way this amazing universe with all its complexities and mysteries was made is by an intelligent and powerful being, which he is referring to as God. And um, another verse, Romans 1.20 says this, For his invisible attributes, namely eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world, and these things that have been made, so they are without excuse. The Bible tells us that his invisible qualities that are spread all over creation, that have, that, that have been discovered through science over the centuries, have clearly proven his divine and eternal power. So many people around the world still think that science and faith are just uh, like two boxes that are constantly fighting to prove who in between them is a correct way of thinking. It's an epic battle to prove which theory um, shows the true origins of the universe. But this is not what we should think of science and faith. Science merely explains that mechanisms and inner workings like gravity, motion, and other things. But scripture, on the hand, goes further and explains why the universe was created. In other words, science explains how, and, but scripture goes further and explains the why. Science alone cannot answer the simple questions like, what is the meaning of life? The why? Because God reveals that in the Bible. If, if you're still confused, a man named Dr. John Lennox used the following story to give a better explanation using cake. So suppose I wheel in the most magnificent cake ever seen, and I had in front of me various fellows of every academy and learned society, basically the smartest people in the world. And I pick the top men and tell them to analyze the cake for me. So, steps in the world's famous nutritionist, and he talks about the balance of the various foods that form this cake. Then the leading biochemist says, well, yes, of course, but now we must get down to the very basic chemicals that form this. Then the physicist comes and says, well, yes, these people have told you something. But what you really need is to go down to the electrons and protons and quarks. And last of all, the stage is occupied by the mathematicians. And he says, well, ultimately, you'll need to understand the fundamental equations governing the motion of all the electrons and protons in this cake. And they finish off with this magnificent analysis of the cake. And then... I turn to, the, um, to them and say, Ladies and gentlemen, I just got one more question for you. Tell me why this cake was made. And there in front of them stands Aunt Mathilda, who made the cake. It is only when the person who made this cake is prepared to disclose why she's made it that they'll ever understand why. No amount of scientific analysis, however exhaustive or detailed, can answer that question. 
And then Amethildus um, in the end says this, I'll let you out of your misery. I've made this cake for my nephew Jeremy. It's his birthday next week. What this story is saying is that science is a gift in which um, it explains how God's creation works in ways that we can understand, like in theories and equations. It's basically just a study of God's general revelation through the same way scientists have been doing it through observation and research. But the point that Lennox wanted to prove to us is this. There is no amount of scientific analysis or research that will tell you why we, this planet, and the universe were created. The only way we can find out if the Creator themselves chooses to speak to out and give us this knowledge. And He did in Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Following the rest of Genesis 1 and 2, the creation account, and through the entirety of the Bible, we find out how and why the universe was created and the purpose we as humans have in it. God created this perfect universe because He loves us and cares for us. He clearly says this in uh, John 3.16, and it says this, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. God loves us so much that even though humanity had fallen away from His perfect creation, we are still given another chance through Jesus to repent for our sins and to be saved from death. God's love is so unconditional, and I want you guys to remember that when you're living your lives. We talk about science and faith and how they are compatible and how each have a role to play in the explanation of God's creation. But another part I want to talk about is how God has given gifts to the most influential scientists in the world. Believe it or not, science started off with the realm, within the realms of Christianity. And I'll first talk about Nicholas Copernicus, who was a pioneer of modern astronomy and the scientific revolution by suggesting that the Earth travels around the Sun. He's also a leader in the church, and he describes God as the, most, the best and most orderly workman of all. Another scientist is Galilee Galileo, who was a very famous mathematician and scientist and phys physicist. He would argue that the earth was not at the center of the universe. He was a devout Christian, and he once said, There are two big books, the book of nature and the book of supernature, the Bible. And lastly, I'll talk to you about one, of, one more scientist who many believe is the greatest human scientist of all time, Sir Isaac Newton. He is very well known for his formulation of the laws of gravity. He's an expert in the fields of optics, astronomy, differential calculus, and he's also responsible for the first correct analysis of white light. Basically, he's a very smart guy. And he believed in God, and was a very devout Christian. Newton wrote books about God, his theological books, as well as scientific books. But regarded as his theological books, the books about God, as more important. He believed that no sciences were better attested than the Christ Jesus revealed in the Bible. There are many more scientists, such as Michael Faraday, James Simpson, and many more. But the point that all these scientists had was one thing in common, which is their belief and authority of Jesus as a Lord and the Bible as their authority in their lives. One, uh, one of the leading scientists in our generation, who is John Polkenhorne, states that men of science can receive from Christianity a deeper understanding that could not be obtained from science alone. Some scientists are trying to prove certain theories, such as the Big Bang Theory, for example, and in an attempt to exclude God, to prove that science alone can explain the existence of the universe. But these theories cannot be proven. 
because there's very little evidence that they're correct. Scientists have stated that the chances of the Big Bang happening are 1 divided by 10 to the power of 230. That is super small number. Like, it's so small that you have a better chance of winning the lottery five times in a row. In other words, it's impossible for creation to happen without, without God. These scientists have tried for many years with some of the greatest minds to prove the existence of the universe without God, but they can't. Science alone cannot prove the important questions of the universe such as creation or the purpose of life because they are missing a vital aspect, which is the why. Just like the cake example, it is impossible to know the origins without asking the Creator. And that is why it is important for people to have faith when trying to figure these things out. Psalms 19, 1-4 says this, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they display knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voices go out into all the earths and their worlds to the end of the world. So what this is, the verse is saying is that God's creation proclaims the work of His hands and display His knowledge. And science continues to discover more and more about creation, how amazing the universe is. And without saying anything, creation is telling us that through science, uh, one thing, that there is a creator. And because of this, there is a purpose to our lives. Now, with this said, there are three things I want you guys to take away from this. So the first point is that science and faith are compatible with one another. In fact, they actually complement one another. Certain scientific theories, equations, and numbers have complemented faith because many of these theories are so precise that the only chance of them actually happening are if there was someone who created them. The second point is this, that science is the how and faith goes further to be the why. Science can prove how different mechanisms in the universe work down to the very fundamental equations but faith proves the reason the universe was created by God. And the last point I want, um, I want you guys to take away, and this is the most important, God's ways are best. We can prove science and faith are very much coexist in harmony with one another. And it's funny because all that does is prove and reinforce that God's ways are best. Look no further than the Bible alone, and we see how God created the world. But um, what the incredible about God is that we can find Him in outside sources that only reinforce a deeper trust that God is alive and real. And I want you guys to know that when you, uh, that when you believe in God, this is not just amounting to you going to church or to youth group, but faith goes further and much deeper that there is a God in this complex universe who is there and exists and He created you and loves you and knows you are there. I hope this understanding will help you guys give some inspiration to your daily lives, and who knows, maybe some of you can discover something amazing. So let's pray to end. Dear God, thank you for this day and for giving us the opportunity to learn more about you and your wonderful creation. Please bless these guys as they go into their life, and uh, please help them understand that uh, you love them and that you care for them. And yeah, thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen.